the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There are some predictions I make that I really hope are wrong, but one of them that I did make certainly looks like it turned out to be right. Chatting about car thefts in Columbus repeatedly, and I said eventually somebody is going to be killed when someone steals a car. And today we had a 14-year-old turn himself in to Columbus police. He is charged with murder at a McDonald's. In the Columbus area, South Columbus, McDonald's, January 14th, a couple weeks ago, a guy came out of the McDonald's 919 in the morning, and Christopher Mateen found that his car was being stolen, and he confronted the 14-year-old boy who was stealing it. That boy's name is Eric Lanning, and police say Eric Lanning shot and killed Christopher Mateen. A warrant was issued for uh, young Mr. Lanning's arrest, and he has turned himself in, I am told, to Columbus police. So, uh, that is where we are this morning. And we also have another 14-year-old who is in custody for the murder of a 15-year-old girl right after the first of the year. So, uh, the violence in Columbus is not subsiding, and the uh, ages of the perpetrators appear to be the only thing that is subsiding. as They are going down from... The young 20s into the teens and now into the very early teens. Uh, I will make another prediction that I certainly hope is wrong, but I bet this one won't be wrong either. Olentangy Schools is getting a new superintendent. Mark Rafe is retiring at the end of the school year. My prediction is they will hire someone he was even more woke and even worse than Mark Rafe has been on standing up for things that parents in the Olentangy district believe in, which is, ah, shockingly, education. Uh, Mark Rafe is a weak-willed person who does not want to be confronted and thus will not confront the growing LGBTQ transgender influence in Olentangy schools and will not enact conservative policies keep critical race theory and the like out of schools. Their payrolls are populated with DEI officers at Olentangy, and they are so scared of anything that may bring them into the national spotlight that you will recall recently. One of their woke PR types had to intervene in a live podcast on NPR. What is NPR doing on Olentangy School's property, airing a live podcast? And a child asked a question that was a really good question about a Dr. Seuss book about discrimination. And it was a perfect time to hopefully allow the teacher to answer in such a way as, well, you know, people are born differently. And we had a horrible era in our country where we had slavery and we have since corrected our wrongs. No, they don't 
really want to teach that at Olentangy, and the reason they don't want to teach it is because they don't have strong leadership, and they don't have strong leadership because Mark Rafe's been their superintendent. And he is retiring, but my prediction is that whoever they hire, because they did not vote for two conservative board members who were on the ballot, they will get a superintendent who is even more devoted to wokeness than Mark Rafe. Now, speaking of devotion, not to conservative policies, interesting story today about somebody that new Ohio Speaker of the House, Jason Stevens, has hired to be his policy and communications director. Okay, it's a big job, policy and communications director, because we've talked a lot about how the Ohio House is in disarray. It is not united. It is split. One-third of the Republicans in the House are with Jason Stevens, the new speaker. And two-thirds of the Republicans in the House are aligned with Derek Maron, who all the Republicans in the House said in November they were going to make speaker. So wait a second, Bruce. If all the Republicans in the House in November said they were going to make Derek Maron speaker in January, are you telling me that some of the members of the Ohio Republican Party elected to the Ohio House lied, went back on their word, broke their promise. Yes, that's what I'm telling you. I have been telling you that. One third of them, many of your representatives here in central Ohio, Jeff LeRae, one of them, bailed on Derek Marin as speaker. And they allowed Jason Stevens to be speaker, even though Jason Stevens' primary support came from the 34 Democrats in the Ohio House of Representatives. Well, now, as if he's not ill-advisedly aligned with enough Democrats, guess who Jason Stevens has hired for the big job of being his policy director and primary spokesperson? Communications director. That's what communications directors do. They communicate. They speak for the speaker. Now, it's not so much important as to give you a name because you will be like, I don't know who that is. But what if I gave you the credentials of the person that Jason Stevens has hired as his policy director to enact his legislative policies? And to speak for Jason Stevens. This sounds like an ESPN 30 for 30. What if I told you that Jason Stevens has picked a person whose testimony will be crucial to the fraud and racketeering trial of Larry Householder? Yes, the former Ohio Republican Speaker of the House. Well, that is not listed on Megan Fitzmartin's resume, but that is who Megan Fitzmartin is. She was a top political consultant for Larry Householder, who is accused of taking millions from First Energy, and he's on trial right now. And Megan Fitzmartin was, well, I mean, she was doing something because her phone records have been subpoenaed, her business records have been subpoenaed, and she's going to testify. Now, testifying does not make you guilty. I want to point that out. It does not make you guilty. She may be pure as the driven snow. And I'm not saying she's not pure as the driven snow. Here's what I'm saying. If you're Jason Stevens in the Ohio House, and you are trying to push back against the portrait that you engaged in backroom dirty dealing and illicit promises to Democrats in exchange for power, just on a pure optics level, would it be a good idea to pick someone who people align 
with Larry Householder, who also rose to Speaker of the House in questionably unethical ways, lined his pockets in that role and is now looking at a long jail term for doing so. If I'm Jason Stevens, and I'm not, because if I were Jason Stevens, I'd be pushing the backpack bill. I'd be pushing the Protect Women's Sports Act. I'd be pressed. I'd be pushing the Safe Act. So you can be absolutely doggone sure I am not Jason Stevens. But if I were Jason Stevens, aside from all of that, I would not hire as my spokesperson and as my policy director someone whose name merely being mentioned evokes the association with Larry Householder because here's the dirty little secret. There are plenty of qualified people around state government with their mouths open like hungry little baby birds waiting for you to drop a plum assignment into their mouth like policy director and communications spokesperson. You do not need to go into the coat room where you have to have the Larry Householder line my pockets password in order to be noticed. Uh, So what does this tell us? What does this tell us? This tells us that Jason Stevens is in yet another way demonstrably linked to, if not the person Larry Householder, the methods of Larry Householder. If the friends of Larry Householder, the people who and Megan Fitzpatrick was definitely a top political consultant for Larry Householder. If she's a top political consultant to Larry Householder, and Jason Stevens wants her to be his top political associate, policy director and communications director, well, I don't think that reflects poorly on, A, Jason Stevens' integrity, assuming he has any, which I have not seen evidence of, does not reflect well on his integrity, and it certainly does not reflect well on his degree of just, hmm, how will this be perceived? Hmm, I have a larger caucus in my house than I have of Republicans labeling themselves the Integrity Caucus, and I'm going out of my way to align with someone whose past actions have brought her integrity into question. Is this a good idea for me? Is this show an olive branch that, no, you guys are wrong. I'm really going to try to do things authentically, honestly, openly, above board. Does that send that message? Or does it send like, hey, you see householders on trial. He did things that have gotten him in the crosshairs and maybe a long-term reservation at the Gray Bar Motel. I think I'll do things just like him. I think that's how I'll do it. I think I'll hire the people that he hired. I think I'll prioritize the people that he hired. Because, no, well, why not? Everybody's innocent until proven guilty, right? Theoretically, yes. Theoretically, yes. It appears that Ohio does not have the market cornered on uh, state government dysfunction. You've all heard of and uh, taken note of South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem. I think Kristi Noem will be Donald Trump's choice for vice president. That is my prediction. 
uh, Christy Nome is under fire from Republicans in her state uh, because she is stepping around the way that state laws get proposed in South Dakota. Now, we have a way of proposing laws here in Ohio. You need a sponsor for the bill, right? You need somebody to bring the bill to the fore and say, I'm behind this bill. That's what Jenna Powell, Republican from Arcanum, is doing with the Save Women's Sports Act. Jenna has been relentless in trying to get that law passed. We have a bunch of squishy Republicans in Ohio who so far have not been able to do it, and Jenna has been relentless enough to attach it to other bills that they really wanted to get passed, including the name, image, and likeness compensation for Ohio State athletes. Hopefully the Protect Women's Sports Act will get passed, and if it does, Jenna Powell will be able to take a bow because she's the one who proposed it. But out in South Dakota, Christy Nome is going around the typical way the lawful way that bills are proposed. And she's found a loophole in the state law that says that she and uh, others in the administrative end of state government, the executive branch of state government, can just bring up a bill and send it to the floor for a vote without anybody supporting it. Now, I don't really understand the wisdom behind this because if it's going to pass... The majority, you shouldn't have a problem getting anybody to propose it and stand behind it and sponsor it. And if it doesn't have enough support to pass, you're sure not going to be able to jam it down people's throats by bypassing every single member of the legislature without one of them saying, yeah, that's a good idea. I'll stand behind that one. So I don't know what Christy Nome is up to there. Uh, I used to be uh, more of a Christy Nome supporter than I am now, but I listened to her talk, eh, it's probably been a year ago, and what she said about Trump and what she didn't say about Trump, I'm like, okay, she's running. She's Trump's vice president, for sure. Because, let's face it, if you align yourself with Donald Trump as his vice president, and Donald Trump would happen to win the presidency, he can only serve one term. He can only serve one term. So Christy Noe might be looking at this like, hey, I'll just get in there, I'll stand in line, I'm Pretty sure that's what Kamala Harris was thinking, although Kamala Harris, she had tried to run for president, and I think, well, I'm not sure if her husband voted for her or not in the primaries, but at any rate, she didn't get very much support in the primaries. So she, of course, was going to jump at the chance to be Joe Biden's vice president because she was probably thinking, ah, maybe Joe will keel over and I'll become president. And now when you look at the document scandal, I'm becoming more and more convinced that the document scandal is the beginning of the end of Joe Biden as president. Because they want to get rid of Joe Biden because they want to get rid of Kamala. And you can't get rid of Kamala unless Joe Biden is out of the way. Can't move her off the ticket. How would that look? Black woman moved off the ticket? Mm. Well, it would look really weird because that's how she got on the ticket. Being a black woman. Wait a minute. Me being black and a woman was good enough to get me on the ticket? Now it's now it's getting me kicked off? No, actually, it's not getting you kicked off. What's getting you kicked off is you. But they can't do that, right? Because the party that prizes intersectionality can't back away from intersectionality now. So what better way to get Kamala Harris off the ticket than to promote her to president? Which underscores something very troubling about the Democratic Party in that they hate the country so much that they would push Joe Biden on us as president. And now they're going to prove once again how much they hate the country by pushing Kamala Harris on us, I firmly believe, as president. 
thinking that, well, she'll certainly fail. And she'll fail so badly that we can then put whoever we want on the ticket in 2024. Gavin Newsom, Michelle Obama, Oprah, who knows? But just listen to Joe Biden at the White House yesterday where he's talking about Ukraine and the tanks that are going to Ukraine. And standing behind Joe Biden is Anthony Blinken, his secretary of state, and Lloyd Austin, okay, the secretary of defense. That's Lloyd Austin. I know his title. You know his title. You know who doesn't know his title? Joe Biden. The secretary of state, the secretary of, of the uh, of uh, the military behind me uh, are uh, <laughs> they, they've been deeply, deeply involved in this this whole effort. Armored capability, as uh, General Austin will tell you, speak, uh, uh, he's not the speaker. He's not the speaker. He call, almost called him the speaker. Secretary of the military, speaker. Uh, remember a couple, maybe a year ago, he called him that guy in charge. He couldn't think of his name. Ah, that guy in charge. That guy in charge over there. This is cruel what they do to Joe Biden. Really, it is. I mean, what's, what is wrong with his wife? That she would allow him to be taken advantage of in this way. And it goes without saying, what's wrong with the Democrats? That they subject us. This is the guy who, if anything consequential happens, do you really think, oh, three in the morning, wake the president. He's sharp as a tack. There'll be no problem. He's on top of it. We worried about this with Reagan, right? Can't somebody get, you know, those little three by five index cards? They still make those. They and, already, and, and he already has his them. Coat pocket. He already has them. Remember we had the pictures early on? He goes to the I podium. Know. Remember the one that said... Take your, they underline your, take your seat. Take your seat. He, he has to be told where to oh, sit. Your expect, seat. Yeah, right, take your right. seat. Not somebody else's. Not somebody else's. Yours. <laughs> oh, goodness. And then he turns and he shakes imaginary hands and everything. Oh, what a nightmare. Uh, our own governor, Mike DeWine, is uh, only appreciably a better leader than Joe Biden. You know my frustration with Governor DeWine and that he won't take the lead on school choice. As I pointed out, I believe it was yesterday, maybe the day before, I've been on this uh, mission to get school choice enacted in Ohio for a while. We have governors like Kim Reynolds in Iowa, formerly Doug Ducey in Arizona. He got it passed, so the current governor, thankfully, doesn't have to pass it because there's no way Katie Hobbs would get it passed. She would try to do everything she could to get rid of it. We have governors in South Carolina, Oklahoma, Texas, Florida, Missouri, Arkansas, all prioritizing school choice. And Mike DeWine is not. Well, I'm not alone in wanting school choice. You know, Aaron Baer, Center for Christian Virtue, has been pounding the table for school choice in Ohio for quite some time. So I wanted to get Aaron's opinion on where we stand with school choice now that Jason Stevens is not going to prioritize it. So we'll talk to Aaron Baer next. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.